the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to the show, guys. It's by the grace of God, finally Friday. Finally Friday. Oh, I got such a show lined up for you. Oh my goodness, I got such a show lined up for you today. Special guest and becoming a GOP superstar. Uh, Doug Mastriano out of uh, Pennsylvania, state senator in Pennsylvania. He went down to Arizona to check out the recount that's going on there. Announcement uh, soon coming on whether there was election chicanery. He's got some blockbuster news on that. Also, he's bringing the count to, uh, to Pennsylvania. There you go. So we're going to join him in just a few. Give him a buzz and uh, get an update. He's an amazing guy. And so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of exciting things happening in the world. Uh, one of the things that is not exciting is that grocery stores are stockpiling food and cleaning supplies amid rising costs and demand. I mentioned this the other day. Grocery stores are stockpiling food and other items in, t- in anticipation of rising prices and demand. And I told my wife this the other night. People are stocking up. Because there's this new variant that is less contagious than the last variant. But there are states that are chomping at the bit to do the whole thing all over again. Okay? And I told you last year, and I told you, I mean, literally last year, last March, I said, we can't have this happen again. Rand Paul, by the way, is uh, he announced that uh, once the Senate is back in session, he aims to put the kibosh on mandatory face mask wearing for air travelers. It makes sense when the state returns to session or the Senate returns to session. I will uh, be introducing an immediate repeal of the mask mandate on planes. Enough time to stop this farce and let people travel in peace. Now, here, of course, are the haters on Twitter. The families of over 600,000 people who died from COVID don't think it's a farce. Another one, my definition of peace is not having anyone in my family contract a deadly virus because some conservative virtue signaler was too afraid of what people would think if he wore a small piece of fabric to cover up his blowholes. (laughs) And then there were the common sense people who said, thank you. Yes, the mass madness needs to end. And thank you, Rand Paul. Enough is enough. I have seen an increase in the number of people wearing masks at uh, grocery stores and stuff like that at Walmart. Walmart and I'm, I just, I, I want to say something, but I don't, I just go ahead. It's your business. Honestly, if you want to suffocate yourself and breathe your own, um, you know, air, your own carbon dioxide, that's your business. That's your business, but I ain't going to do it. Uh, yesterday, president Biden talked about the Afghanistan's uh, early withdrawal. But, uh, the only issue I have with it is I think we ought to have some sort of presence there. And I think Bagram air force base Should have been the place that we stayed, but instead we just threw our hands up, left overnight, and uh, left the Afghan military to its to its own. And of course, they summarily turned over their weapons to the Taliban, and the Taliban took vehicles, guns, uh, all sorts of armament. And that's not the way to do it, kids. But here's the president fumbling and bumbling through uh, his talk about Afghanistan. Work for the release of detained Americans, including uh, Mark. uh, uh, Excuse me. Ferrix. I I want to pronounce the name correctly. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Mark, uh, uh, excuse me. Wow. Ferrix. I I want to pronounce the name correctly. I I misspoke. And uh, starting this month, we're going to begin to relocate. We're going to begin relocation flights. Dear Lord. For Afghanistan SIV applicants. uh, Half have gotten on aircraft and come commercial flights and come. Another half believe they want to stay. We went for two reasons. One, to bring Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell, as I said at the time. 
No, you didn't actually. You actually, sir, and this is a gigantic lie, he was one of the only people who said we shouldn't go get him. So that is incorrect. I think your memory is not serving you well, and neither is the rest of your brain. Here's a little bit more from the president. Yeah, out by September, and we're on track to meet that target. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our military mission in Afghanistan will conclude on August 31st. The drawdown is proceeding in a secure and orderly way, prioritizing the safety of our troops as they depart. Our military commanders advised me that once I made the decision to end the war, we needed to move swiftly. No, actually, uh, uh, Donald Trump made that decision during his uh, term in office, pretty much, and he got the ball rolling. Uh, a little bit more. Here's the uh, gaggle of, uh, uh, they're like little uh, little birds in a nest waiting for mom to throw up, you know, pieces of uh, worm in their mouths. Mr. Mr. President, President, do you trust the Taliban, Mr. President? Feed me, Mr. President. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world and an air force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Oh, this is where he gets a he gets the grumpy old man kind of get off my lawn thing going here. Asked if he trusts the Taliban. The Taliban, sir. <laughs> You, is that a serious question? It's absolutely a serious question. You trust the Taliban? You no, I do not. No, I do not trust the Taliban. All right, let's move on. Somebody asked me about my favorite ice cream. Someone, come on, anybody, let's go. Okay, so yesterday, uh, DHS secretary, uh, no, not DHS secretary, uh, Javier Becerra talked about the vaccine. HHS secretary. I get my AHSs and, you know, all that stuff kind of confused. Here he is on CNN talking about uh, you got to get the vaccine because the government has already paid for it and, and you have to do it. Uh, sir, thank you so much for being with us. I, I wonder if you can answer that criticism. It's none of the government. Glad to be here, sycophantic CNN anchor. It's business. Don't I'm ready for my softballs. Who has or hasn't been vaccinated? What do you say? Brianna, uh, perhaps uh, we should point out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it is absolutely the government's business. It is taxpayers' business if we have to continue to spend money. It's the government's business and taxpayers' business to know if you've gotten the vaccine. To try to keep people from contracting COVID and helping reopen the economy. And so it is our business to try to make sure Americans can prosper, Americans can freely... It's like if your mom, you know, got a bunch of uh, liver at the grocery store and fried it up like my mom used to do, liver and onions when I was a kid, and, and she put it on the plate and we'd all go, dear God in heaven, this is the worst thing we've ever had in our lives. And she says, hey, we paid for it. We paid for it. Now you got to eat it. And knocking on a door has never been against the law. You don't have to answer, but we hope you do, because if you haven't been vaccinated... Knock, knock, knocking on your front door. We can help help dispel some of those rumors. Get off my lawn. ...that you've heard, and hopefully get you vaccinated. I literally put a sign on my front door this morning that says, if you're here to ask me about my vaccination status, uh, get off my porch. And then in parenthesis, I said, get off my lawn. So there you go. Here is uh, Grant Stinchfield talking with uh, Devin Nunes about the door-to-door vaccine campaign, which is absolutely terrifying. All right. So uh, what's your response? They show up knocking on your door. Look, this is we're in, we're in uncharted territory here. This is something that would have never been even discussed just a few years ago. And the fact that the media... The mainstream media. Do you have any anti-vaxxers hiding behind the bookcase? We will see. 
naturally should be going crazy over this. I don't think we've seen anything like this since probably before the revolution. We'd like to see your children. Did your children get the vaccine? Mary <laughs> war when you had the redcoats going door to door to try to knock out the you know, so-called revolution. Yeah, but now they're the white coats. Revolutionaries in the United States. I, I just don't think there's anything like this of people going door to door to try to stick a shot in your arm. Wow. It's it's scary. And look, we've seen a lot of scary things, but uh, next to Apple and Amazon being able to nuke an entire social media company like they did to Parler. Yeah. Outside of that, this is probably the second worst thing I've seen in my entire time in government. Mm. A little bit more from Devin Nunes. We want to give people a sense that they have the freedom to choose. Of course, that's Javier Becerra. But we hope hope they choose to live, and we're going to make it possible for them to have a good life. And by the way, protect their family and loved ones at the same time. We hope people make the right choices. We want them to have the right information. But we are America. We try to give people as much freedom. Just remember that uh, uh, the right choice is our choice. <laughs> now listen to this. America. We try to give people as much freedom and choice as possible. Ah. Congressman, I, I don't mean to smile what? here, but you notice that first line? We want to give them a sense that they have freedom. Yeah. A sense, so you really don't have it. We're just going to give you the sense that yeah, you have it. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, he just stopped short of saying, we're going to give you every opportunity to do this. The one part he didn't say, but it, it, it really sounds like he's, uh, uh, I guess, implying is that if you don't do this, then we're going to do it for you. And that really in, in, in lies the problem. Uh, You're just being paranoid. You're being paranoid just because the government shut down everything and you couldn't go to church and couldn't send your kids to school and couldn't go to work and close down your favorite restaurant and couldn't go to concerts. That's just being paranoid. A grant that I think all Americans should be concerned about is, you know, having some type of... Couldn't go to your grandma's funeral, couldn't go to a wedding or wedding reception. Socialist Democrat Gestapo. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist. Going door to door, house by house, uh, trying to stick uh, uh, syringes in people's arms. It's really, uh, it's really scary. I mean, I, I just don't know what to say. I'm going to have to agree. One more cut from uh, uh, Devin Nunes talking to Grant Stinchfield on Newsmax. It's easy to get. It's free and it's readily available. So, you know, you, you, you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Get over this political statement. Just the problem is that you keep lying to us. Get over it and try and save the lives of yourself and your family. Why does he think it's a political statement if someone doesn't want to get stuck with a shot? I mean, why is it? Well, I mean, this is insanity what's coming from them. Well, and look, here, here's the other problem. If you go back a year ago, you had Biden hiding in his basement along with Kamala Harris, who nobody knew where she was either. They came out maybe once a week or once every two weeks. To Anthony Fauci has more flip-flops than an Ocean City beach store. Do some campaign stunt. I just made that up. But in the process and the time frame of that, you had them constantly saying, I think Kamala Harris, I'm paraphrasing here, but I think she said, I don't trust any vaccine that Donald Trump has something to do with. More flip-flops than a Jimmy Buffett concert. So we've gone from that... It's a Republican Trump vaccine to now you have Biden. Fast forward. Biden claimed he didn't have any vaccines, even though we have pictures of him getting shot in the arm with a <laughs> yes. vaccine before was, he was president. Yeah. yeah, there was that. He comes on and says, I'm the one that got this vaccine. And now they're going to say, we're going to force all of you to take it. So yeah. I think if the American people were able to see those quotes from numerous socialist Democrats, including the vice president, 
make those statements that they were nowhere going to be near this vaccine. Yeah. Coupled with now you've got the health and human uh, HHS secretary running around saying we're going to go door to door. And you've got Fauci with his nonsense. This is why this is the problem here. They've made this whole thing political. You know, I'm more worried, Congressman, about what this means as well for the future. What other thing are they going to force us to do down the road? And I guess only time is going to tell. Well, let's look at 2020 and the early part of 2021. They took about everything. Let's call State Senator Doug Mastriano, state of Pennsylvania. He just got back from Arizona and he's getting ready to do a full audit, well, at least five counties in the state of Pennsylvania to look at uh, improprieties. And by the way, uh, Pennsylvania has been rife with election fraud for decades. Let's call him. Hello. What's up, Rockstar? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> for the moment. But- <laughs> These things are fickle. How was Arizona? What did you learn from Arizona, first of all? Well, Arizona, I mean, obviously I went down there. You hear a lot of bad things about it on CNN. They call them defrauded. I mean, you know, how dare (laughs) these these so-called news outlets here portray things that way? They should just report the news and not not put so much of their opinion in it. I went down and I saw a very scientific approach to doing a forensic investigation. And I came away from that obvious thinking we need to do that in Pennsylvania. I've, I've you know, even the much vaunted and worshipped uh, CNN on the left is said about half the people in our state have serious doubts and questions and misgivings about the conduct of our election. And, and if that's the case, and I, it's actually much higher. And another, another poll came out a few months ago from a different outlet has it much higher. And I know that is the case. And as a senator that has, as a legislator, I have a key role in the oversight, conduct, and matter of elections. It's my job and duty and responsibility to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, the fire's not going out. Uh, Not by any means. We've carried Donald Trump's last two speeches on Newsmax, and the crowds are gigantic. The ratings are gigantic. A lot of that is because I think people still feel like he is the president. Uh, And there were a lot of things that happened in the election. I'm just going to say it, you know, because when you have 2,000-plus signed affidavits, when you have election laws being changed before, the election, uh, and when you see all of the, um, the the battleground states stop counting the vote at the same time and resume the following morning with, in some places, 97% more Biden votes than Trump votes, there's nothing wrong with questioning that, Doug. Now, do you feel, before we get into Pennsylvania, do you think something big is coming out of Arizona? Because that's what I keep hearing places like Steve Bannon's War Room and, and uh, Ga- the Gateway Pundit. They're frequently talking about it. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's going to be a, a bit of a firestorm coming out of Arizona with their scientific findings. And, you know, the way the left and, and the Democrats have set this up here, they're trying to discredit the whole thing before there's even anything announced. But <laughs> facts are stubborn things, as John Adams said. And we're going to see a lot of things here that are going to disturb a lot of people, and it's going to really shake things up. And so Pennsylvania, it's it's our turn. We need yeah. to take a look at it here. You know, Pennsylvania, at least Philadelphia and other areas are renowned. For, for corruption, yes, and if, that I have to listen on the floor of the Senate. My, some of my colleagues actually say there was no fraud or corruption in this last election, and, you know, and infer it's a perfect election like that's ever happened, yeah. especially in light of COVID, polling stations, uh, ballot boxes, uh, changes to the rules at the last minute, and a rewriting of the law by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. I mean, there were so many things that were just wrong, and it was a perfect storm for failure and corruption. I don't know what we're going to find. I'm going to go approach it with an open mind. I'm calling for Democrats to put aside their petty politics for a few months here and get on board. Oh, that's a good one. That, was that a joke? You, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you just threw a joke in there. <laughs> 
You know, <laughs> Rust Belt Democrats, like like a lot of my you know older relatives and what have you here, they're they're common sense patriotic people, and yeah. they're going to be on board. You know, most of them are like, you know, you know, maybe I voted for Biden, maybe I didn't, but yeah, I, I have no problem with you doing a forensic investigation into what happened. I got nothing to hide. Now, and so the way that Wolf and and uh, Shapiro have been coming out with their outrage and you know almost having a breakdown on TV the other night on CNN, you yeah, know Shapiro, yeah. I was feeling bad for him. I was going to give him a box of tissues. And but I'm, so I'm like, dude, what do you have to hide? You know, he's too busy suing nuns and, and yeah. keeping at risk children in Philadelphia away from adoptive or foster care homes. And uh, but but he's uh, he can't take a hard look and support a forensic investigation. He needs to do his job. Yeah. Let me ask you, you're doing uh, is it five areas that you're going to canvas? Is that that's what I think I heard the other day? Yeah, I mean, so I, I talked about kicking off with five. We're going to actually start off with three counties, uh, two Republican, one Democrat county and uh, focus on that. And you are going to do the same. You're looking at the Arizona template. Are you bringing in an outside audit group to do this? Yeah, so th- we have a list of about five possible vendors. And, gotcha. you know, my inclination is to go with the one in Arizona just, just because they have the experience and expertise on this. Yeah. And let's get to work. What about a timeline? What do you think? How long is this going to take? Uh, without court challenges, we, we could knock it out in two months. But okay. obviously, Philadelphia is going to take it to court. I see the Department of State, you know, Wolf's Department of State is already trying to throw roadblocks up. So there's going to be some legal hurdles, I think, that we're going to hit along the way. So that's going to obviously extend the timeline out. But if, if everyone just be on board and, and want to support transparency, we can knock it out in 60 days or so. Let me ask you, were you blindsided by all of the uh, the changes with election law before the election? Because clearly they were used. They, they changed the election laws. And I'll just say it. They, they changed the election laws for a reason. It wasn't to ensure uh, fair voting. Why didn't the legislature or why were you guys unaware of this? Were you did you think that they could possibly do something to to overturn the election? So there's this massive voting reform package that happened uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. And uh, that's in place. And as the Democrats do, they, they come in on the 11th hour. So on 17th September of last year, you know, we're what is that a month and a half out from the general election. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court makes a ruling striking down the safeguards we had in place for the mail-in voting. And uh, we're kind of like, what the heck does this mean? So that means when you go on a polling station, it's more rigid for in-person voting than it is for mailing. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then on the 23rd of October, just a week out from the election, Wolf's Department of State made massive changes. And then the night before the election, they made more changes. And it it was just too close to the election. So we're we're trying to put into law where you can't make any major changes to the election code or election laws six months out. That That needs to be protected because Democrats have been exploiting the courts in this regard. Yeah. Yeah. What do you hope to get out of this? Uh, You know, a lot of people are debating whether uh, the states, their certification of the election will be overturned. There are a lot of wishful thinkers out there who would like to see Donald Trump return to the uh, to the White House. Um, What are you hoping to gain out of this? I'm just trying to find out what happened, to be honest. And that's why I'm looking at both one Democrat and two Republican counties. I just want to get to the bottom. You know, is everything I'm hearing and and the reports I'm hearing from constituents and I've heard from about a quarter million people since November. No exaggeration. uh, Just to find out what the heck happened and let the chips fall where they may. I'm not going in with any preconceived anything. But okay, let's say now to get to the crux of your question there. Let's say we find major issues, fraud, shenanigans, cheating, compromise, what, you know, systems being compromised. Uh, well, then what? Then it's it, there's there's some debate in circles on what can happen next. My view is using what happened, of course, in the 1993, 1994 uh, Marks versus Stinson case, where we had a state senate race outside of Philly that was wrought with so much cheating. The Philadelphia Inquirer actually did a great job investigative journalism and found out the Democrat you know cheated his way in office, and, wow. and a district judge 
removed the Democrat and put the Republican in. That, that flipped control of the Senate of Pennsylvania. It was a very big wow. deal. Wow. So my, based off of that example, if if there's extensive fraud found in Arizona and or Pennsylvania, it'll need to go to a federal district judge, the, the circuit court, and then the Supreme Court in the end. That's actually the court's job is, is to review these kind of cases and not kick them out on technicalities, unlike what happened last year. Well, Godspeed, my brother. I uh, greatly appreciate your efforts. Let me ask you a couple of things. What kind of a reaction are you getting from Democrats? Is there some ugliness going on there? And then how are people reacting and how are constituents reacting to what you are heading? Uh, the constituents are rejoicing. I mean, it's overwhelming support. Yep. And it conf- confirms. I work for the people of Pennsylvania. I don't work for you know any party. And so I'm doing the right thing. And I'm seeing that in the, their reaction, the, the voters' reaction. On the Democrat side, they're from my colleagues. I mean, I'm just seeing that the same old worn-out chestnuts, uh, the, the appeal to emotion, yep. the exaggeration, the <laughs> hyperbole, the, the red herrings. Yep. You know, like I said, Josh Shapiro the other night on CNN, on, on uh, the Tapper show, <laughs> 360 or whatever, I, mean, I thought he was going to break down in tears. I mean, it was, it really? So what are you afraid of, Josh? Are you really afraid we're going to find something? You know, if, yeah. if you really believe that, that that things were perfect as he's been inferring all along, then just, just say, you know what, Mastriano, I disagree with you, but I got nothing to hide. We're going to be transparent and support this process. But instead, they're outraged, and I will not stand for this. You know, Governor Wolf did a ridiculous uh, <laughs> post on his social media last night, it was at, and it's kind of funny because more people are on our side than on his on his own page. You know, he's being it's, – it's kind of interesting. But he's like, I will – this is a danger to our democracy. I mean, seven years in office, he still thinks we're a democracy. Okay, whatever, Wolf. And, and to the democracy for which it stands, yes. you know, come on. Yeah. He's like, this is a danger to our democracy. I will not stand for it. But, you know, it's okay that he uh, unleashes the, the plague and the virus in the nursing homes and 16,000 elderly yeah. die because of his failed policies. But he's not okay with us doing a transparent approach to seeing what happened in the election. What a political hack. Yeah, yeah, truly, truly. Well, I greatly appreciate you uh, taking the time today, uh, Doug. I, you, what you're doing is God's work. And uh, I'm behind you. I know millions and millions of people are behind you. And uh, I just wish you the best. I also wish you ha- a very happy weekend as well, my friend. You're going to be traveling. You're going to be back. Just hanging. We're going to take a break for a second because I talked to your assistant. She's like, you've been, you've been everywhere. Yeah, now we're working. There's no rest in this uh, right. fight for freedom. And, right. and, that, and that, by the way, is a metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> Democrats yeah. don't have a meltdown. <laughs> All right. Hey, take care of yourself. We'll catch up again soon, okay? Thank you, Rob. God bless. Bye. You too, brother. God, he is he just all together. That, that guy is all together. Just ama- amazing. He's a, he's a soldier, <clears throat> and he's just kicking butt. Absolutely kicking butt. Doug Mastriano from Pennsylvania. Godspeed. Good luck. By the way, this reported on Newsmax.com. 80% see voter ID as an important security measure. Okay? This uh, Republican National Committee commissioned an election integrity polling project. Now, here's, listen to the sample. If you're thinking, well, it's Republican, it's going to be here. 29% of the correspondents identified as registered Republicans, including 71% non-Republicans, 36% independents, 31% Democrats, okay? And they were presented with these five principles. 
present voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody controls, bipartisan election observers, clean up the voter rolls. Among the polls findings, 89% were in favor of purging voter rolls of dead voters or residents who have moved out of local locales. Voter ID and reviewing voter rolls are two pieces of the Republican-backed election integrity measures. 77% of all voters reject Democrat claims that racism is behind voting integrity law and believe one party uses it for political purposes, not for electoral progress. This is gigantic. 88% of voters say states should not mail ballots to non-citizens and people who are not registered to vote. 87% said they are against ballot harvesting. 71% of voters believe ballots should not be accepted after election day. 66% of voters think ballots should be counted as they are received in early voting. So on election day, the U.S. population knows who won. Only 18% disagree. 53% believe special voting measures due to COVID-19 should be removed now that restrictions are lifting and most adults are vaccinated. That is from Newsmax.com. If you don't have Newsmax.com on your favorites list and check it out every day, you need to because it's awesome. Oh, yeah. And by the way, if you would subscribe to this podcast, the Newsmax Daily Podcast on Apple Podcasts, do that today, will you? And will you leave a five-star review? Will you leave a five-star review? This thing is growing by leaps and bounds, guys. It's, uh, it's absolutely amazing, and uh, there's a reason for it. It's because, it's because it's different, okay? The rapid-fire news commentary and even comedy. I know it's weird. Cortez and Pellegrino on Newsmax have talked to Victor David Hansen about why people are not getting vaccinated. We wouldn't have this problem right now if early on people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden during the campaign expressed doubt in the efficacy of the vaccine. They said anything that Trump's vaccine, I don't want to deal with it. And then we wouldn't have this problem if uh, Dr. Fauci had been consistent. We were supposed to be vaccinated and then that would free us from masks. And then we were told that was true, then it was not true, then sometimes true, then maybe sort of kind of true. And they've never been they've never been candid, have they, and honest no. and scientific about the role of people who have had COVID nope. and acquired immunity. Because there's some scientific data that people who have antibodies are, not, are protected from the virus. And there's a sizable number, several million Americans. And yet we know that they run a greater risk if they are vaccinated with a high antibody previously, so why don't the gov- why doesn't the government say if you have naturally acquired immunity, please take a test and we will give you a certificate that is equivalent of a vaccination, rather than say it would have been more effective. People would be getting vaccinated vaccinated if you were truthful. Oh, there's no problem. Even if you had COVID, have high antibodies, you got to get vaccinated, and then don't pay any attention to that data underlying the curtain that says you run a greater risk of side effect. Right. So there's still been so much misinformation. And then the argument that you're to obey a government official and participate in a government program because they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> if we did that every time the government blew trillions of dollars and said, well, because they've spent the money, yeah. we can't question the efficacy of the program, we would. Here's a little bit more from uh, Cortez and Pellegrino. You can see them, by the way, at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Newsmax weekdays. Look at the number of people who've had it, and you postulate the number that didn't get tested that had it, and those with one vaccination. Listen to how American citizens are treated differently and more poorly than illegal immigrants. We're getting close to about 70% of the people. And that shows you why you look at the death rate, it's plunging. 
for all the worries. If you're really worried about a new variant that seems to be localized in South America, then one of the things you would not do is allow 2 million anticipated people to cross the border in the next 12 months right. without any COVID background. Why would you be doing that and then knocking on Americans' doors and saying, you need to be vaccinated, but you know what? The 2 million that come across the border illegally, we're not going to dare ask them because sure. that would be an invasion of their privacy. This is another reason why people are choosing not to take the vaccine. And again, I'm not making a statement about whether you should get a vaccine or not. That's none of my business. And if I've gotten vaccinated or not, is none of yours. Uh, here is uh, Cortez and Pellegrino talking with Victor David Hansen about uh, Anthony Fauci. Is, isn't Fauci the worst possible spokesman for trying to get people vaccinated? Oh, yeah. He, he is. He, and we start with the, the single premise that the head of the uh, National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, that was the point man on this, helped route money, $600,000, into enhanced gain-of-function research in the virology lab in Wuhan. And then he promulgated the myth that anybody who questioned the relationship between the origins of the virus <laughs> and that lab was somehow conspiratorial. Right. Yeah. And that basically massaged and warped everything he said about uh, the virus because he had a personal interest in it. He did not want that information to become believable. He and his, uh, his agency was funding it. He didn't want it to get out. And he should have been fired by Donald Trump. He should be fired now. He's sure. 80 years old. He's had a distinguished career, but he's counterproductive. When people see him, and he's also, remember, he's embraced a noble lie. And I, he does look like Ernie the Keebler elf. I did lie about herd immunity, he said. I did lie about masks because I thought if I didn't lie about it, people might swarm the mass supply or they sure, might I mean, not get vaccinated. So he feels that he's above the people and he's above sure. accountability. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Other stuff uh, on Newsmax. Honestly, we're getting the greatest guests you could possibly imagine. Let's uh, talk a little bit about Hunter Biden, shall we? Now, I don't know if you knew this, but the White House helped Hunter Biden reach a deal to keep buyers of his paintings listed up for a half a million dollars confidential so they could avoid ethics issues. This is according to the UK Daily Mail, by the way. And by the way, in China, apparently, a, a big way to bribe public officials is to give them a piece of art, let it, them sell it, and they can keep the proceeds. Did you know that? Yeah. White House helped broker the deal to shield the president's son from information about who's buying his artwork. White House cited arrangement as part of a rigorous process on ethics. Sure it is. Former Office of Government Ethics Director Walter Schaub called the up to $500,000 prices for his artwork grossly inflated. The exhibition creates a risk of influence seekers funneling money to the Biden family. Hunter will be displaying and selling his artwork in New York this fall. His art dealer, George Burgess, has valued the art at between seventy-five dollars and $500,000. All sales will be kept confidential despite his alleged corruption over prior business dealings in the Ukraine. In the Ukraine. Now, I had also mentioned uh, this uh, Walter Schaub. He tweeted on Monday, let's, uh, let's let foreign governments or anyone else funnel hundreds of thousands of dollars anonymously to POTUS relatives through subjectively priced commodities like hotel charges, real estates, and art. Oh, wait, no art is completely different. It's completely different. The scandal plague first son, who has no professional background as an artist, will be selling his artwork in New York. Art consultant Martin Galindo says of his art, he says, after looking at one of Biden's abstract artworks uh, that appears to resemble bacteria under a microscope, Galliano said, oh, my God, that looks like COVID. <laughs> 
that is just fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. Here is Hunter Biden actually saying that when it came to, uh, you know, the Burisma holdings and the and the Chinese uh, slush fund, uh, for lack of a hedge fund, I should say, uh, here he is talking about the Biden name is gold because, uh, you know, the old man is the big guy. Name as gold. And one of the reasons that they did was this. Right at that period of time, the Russians had invaded and taken Crimea, and they were after the... He got up to 85000 bucks a month from Burisma, from Burisma, and he has no experience in oil and gas. Natural resources and the pipeline. And I know that Burisma wanted to do one thing, is that they wanted to create a bulwark... Figuratively, figuratively get in his dad's pants. ...against that Russian aggression. They knew that they had to... Although the president probably wouldn't be have a problem with it if it was literal. ...expand internationally and into other sectors in order to be able to diversify and protect themselves. And Biden name is synonymous with democracy and transparency. <laughs> It's fantastic. And that's why I said that it was gold to them. No, it is not. If it was synonymous with, with transparency, we would know who the buyers are. Oh, my Lord in heaven. They actually believe this. I think they actually believe this. Kind of scary. Actually, uh, terrifying. Wake up. Oh, this is uh, John Solomon talking with Greg Kelly. John Solomon is an excellent, excellent journalist. And he's talking about Hunter's laptop. And there's still much we haven't seen. Tell us a little bit about why Hunter would be paying Joe Biden's bills. It might seem kind of uh, unusual at first glance, but I, I understand that this actually was a pattern that may have extended for many, many years. There, there are certainly suggestions in the emails on his laptop, and we've done a lot of due diligence on this laptop. We've identified more than a thousand people who got emails that are on this laptop and confirmed with them that those are legitimate emails. Yes, those things occurred. So there's not any doubt this is Hunter Biden's laptop anymore. Uh, these are authentic emails. And if our media was not selling out to the Democrat Party, this would be headline news that would ultimately end in Joe Biden having to leave office. And what you see is many times when he's talking to family and close business associates, he's lamenting the fact that he had to pay dad's bills or the big guy's bills. And uh, this period... I want to keep it all, daddy. <laughs> begins, I think the first email we see is around 2013. And they it's like when I take my daughter to Dairy Queen and, and I buy her a blizzard and I, I immediately grab it and take my share. Thank you very much. Call it the dad tax. All the way into 2017, 2018, where he's talking about setting aside a 10% interest in one of his Chinese investments for the big guy, obviously referring to, to Joe Biden. He was put in charge of a $1.4 billion hedge fund. So that's a, that's a lot of money for the big guy. And listen, on the flip side of this, what started two years ago with these strong denials by the Biden team that we never helped Hunter Biden on any business, well, that's falling apart too. Joe Biden was showing up meeting people, whether it was Burisma executives, China. We have the pictures. Chinese executives, other executives, Mexican executives, that when Hunter Biden was courting them for business, Joe Biden shows up in photos, emails, meetings. Uh, this was a symbiotic relationship if Hunter Biden's emails are an accurate account of what was going on. And that should trouble us all for two reasons. The Biden team and the president on down have not told us the truth. And two, it creates an enormous portrait of a conflict of interest. The very reason why I started reporting on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in 2019. Yeah. This created an appearance of a conflict of interest. It undercut. Bought and paid for, ladies and gentlemen. That's the phrase I think of when I think of Hunter and Joe Biden. Bought and paid for. Yeah. Oh.
Here is uh, Chris Salcedo talking to Katie McFarland, who I just absolutely love. She's a genius. Her voice is incredible. She could read a toothpaste label, and I'd be like, oh, my God, this is so fantastic. Katie McFarland talking about Donald Trump's lawsuit against big tech. Well, I think that what Donald Trump is doing is absolutely the right thing, and he's the guy to lead it. You know, Donald Trump, as I told him, he is at his best when he is defending the rights of a little guy against the big corporate elite, in this case, the tech titans. And he's assembling all of the people who were, um, you know, who had their rights taken away uh, by big tech. And that the American Conservative Union, I'm on the board of that. We joined this class action lawsuit within five minutes. Love it. Donald Trump is going to take these guys on and he's going to do it in the court of public opinion. And not only has Donald Trump gotten his mojo back, but he's doing what every American is really concerned with, yep. I think, which is and it's not just big tech. It, it's a whole conglomeration, right? It's critical. Race. We're tired of being abused. Race theory It's deep or tread on. If you'd like to consider that on the police, it's American culture is racist. It's all of that sort of whole ball of wax that the far left radical agenda, which is really a Marxist agenda, is what they're trying to shove down the throats of the American people. And I think that's why it's so important that President Trump spoke up and will continue to fight the good fight. Uh, amen. Amen. And I've been removed from social media, several accounts, actually, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Mm-hmm. By the way, BLM Utah. They uh, posted on Facebook July 4th an American flag and called it a symbol of hate. Yeah, uh, the post went viral and sparked outrage among Twitter and Facebook users. Lex Scott, founder of BLM Utah, said the post was in reaction to a Philadelphia rally. It doesn't matter what it is there for. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you, Lex Scott, Black Lives Matter? Do you know how many bodies in Arlington National Cemetery are people of color and whose uh, graves have flags standing above them. Are you out of your nut? Black Lives Matter is a Marxist, anarcho-communist, terrorist group. And when the next Congress comes in, their finances need to be investigated. Their violent acts need to be investigated. And they need to be taken down. Quite simply. Quite simply. Enough is enough. Here's what people said on Twitter. BLM is declaring war on the U.S., I love this flag and love this country. I fly it proudly regardless of what you want to call me. Fly your flag proudly. If you don't have one, please get one or even print one off for your window. And finally, prepare for the worst because it's coming. We will see, ladies and gentlemen. We will see. I want to mention something. The teenager who allegedly shot and injured a Marine on Times Square has turned himself over to police. Mom said you get your butt down there and turn yourself in. Avon... Darden, 16, handed himself over to the uh, Midtown South Precinct when mom took him down there. Samuel Poland, 21, was hit in the back by a ricocheting bullet as he walked with his family near the Marriott. Darden has been arrested uh, for three felonies, including one for gun possession charge, uh, before he turned himself in Wednesday. So he was on the path. He was on the, the typical path of, of inner city uh, youth particularly black youth, and I say that because the murder rate black on black is 13 times the national average. Cops told the New York Post that the shooting was prompted after rival break dancers argued the night before when Darden had allegedly walked in front of a performer. So, there you go, kids. There you go. NYPT data says there were 59 shooting victims from June 28th, the day after the Times Square incident, to July 4th. There were 64 shooting victims for the same week in 2020, marking a 7.8% decrease year to year. But that's just in one location. 
Here is Greg Kelly, who is, um, he and I are copacetic on a variety of issues, including Ashley Babbitt, but also on black on black violence and another lost generation of kids. Here he is with another Black Lives Matter segment. Black lives do matter, not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says. They only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. No, all lives matter. Black lives matter, including the life of 19-year-old Jakari McKellar, shot and killed outside a convenience store in DeKalb County, Georgia. On Wait till you hear how heartbreaking this becomes. Wednesday night, families say uh, a car drove up and someone sprayed the front of the store with bullets. Jakari was hit and died at the hospital. He had just started a new job and was excited to be turning 20 later this month. My God. And the last thing I said to him was to go to sleep so he could get up early in the morning so he could be on time <laughs> for his new job. <laughs> please, please, stop it. Stop it. Let my grandson's life mean something. Let my grandson's life mean something. Stop. Close this store down. Wow. Now that is heartbreaking. The food mart has been the scene of several deadly shootings over the past few years. So far, no arrests. They're still searching for the gunman. When are we going to stop this? When is the Democrat Party and many Republicans going to finally say what the root cause is? The breakdown of the family, fatherless homes, and up to 60% abortion rate in the inner cities among blacks. 80% 80% fatherless homes in Minneapolis. Murder, 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 death, death, death. Do you realize that 40% of the black population has been exterminated before birth since Roe v. Wade? Do you know how many people that would have been? Do you realize that blacks would not be uh, a minority anymore? But Planned Parenthood's dream, Margaret Sanger came up with it, was to exterminate black people. She was a rabid racist, anti-Semite, and eugenist. And that's why, and I read a study the other day, the closer you are to abortion clinic, the more you're likely to choose an abortion. And where do they put abortion clinics? In predominantly people of color neighborhoods. Margaret Sanger is laughing up from hell. Got a little serious there. Yeah, yeah, got a little serious. One more thing, the FBI, while freezing items, uh, seizing items from a home of a man accused of being the leader in the January 6th incidents at the Capitol, took a fully constructed Lego model for his U.S. Capitol along with other, other items. So this guy's Robert Morse of Glenshaw, Pennsylvania. He's facing charges of assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers, as well as civil disorder, robbery of U.S. property, and obstruction, among other things. They, uh, they took a don't tread me flag. Uh, let me see. Uh, a tourniquet, a military fatigues, a military utility bag, and the Lego capital there. He also had, listen to this. <laughs> Uh, he had the uh, writings, he did some writings including step-by-step to create hometown militia and militia to-do list that includes ambush and battle drills and reminders to bring assault rifle and four magazines. you got to have the reminder to bring the assault rifle because you get there and you don't have the assault rifle. It's like that, that scene in the beginning of, uh, of Deadpool. You know, he gets there and he realizes he doesn't have any ammunition. He forgot his guns. So it, it just kind of happens that way. I think he also had a Lego Death Star. So they were thinking that he might be plotting to actually destroy the world with a giant laser beam. 
The San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus last week released a music video entitled A Message from the Gay Community. The video begins with one singer introducing the tune by saying, as we celebrate pride and progress we made over the years, uh, much work still left to be done. And then they went into this, uh, this song, and it's supposed to be parody, but it's not funny. It's basically, we're coming after your children. Okay, I want you to listen to this. It's lovely vocals, lovely, lovely vocals and a very terrifying message. Here it is. As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. We actually just don't want biological boys competing with girls. But you're just frightened. You On gay marriage, if you guys want to suffer as much as the rest of us, I'm cool with it. Think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert. Say, this sounds like a show tune. Your children happens bit by bit. Francisco, make him wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children, we'll make them tolerant and fair. And remember, you can't be tolerant and fair unless you agree with them. At first, I didn't get why you'd be so scared of us. Bring out the chorus! Your children into accepting, caring people, but I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Okay, that's fine. It's on social media. One more thing I want to do, and I want to mention this, is a glorious, glorious uh, review that I got on um, on Apple a Podcasts. If you go to the Newsmax Daily there and subscribe, it's awesome. And if you'd leave a five-star, that'd be great. This is from Doug R. Headline, Russia's returned. Rob is fabulous. It's obvious to see his contribution helped mold Rush Limbaugh into becoming the greatest radio talk show host on earth ever. No, I just contributed to his show, and he ran a lot of my comedy. Rob is receiving direct instructions from Rush through the veil while he is now the foremost respected and loved host available. There is zero drop-off from Rush's show. The humor, confidence, and delivery will force you to miss Rush, but will keep you excited and thankful that Rob has taken up the mantle. Not my goal. I just want to entertain, inform, and motivate you to do good. Keep rocking, Rob. You got my support. That is one of the highest compliments I could ever receive. And I thank you for that. No one will ever fill the shoes of Rush Limbaugh. He came along at the right place, right time, right skill set, right life experience. And everyone in his wake will be a shadow compared to him. But I greatly appreciate, greatly appreciate the note. All right, if you would, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Have a glorious weekend, guys. I think today was a lot of fun, don't you? Uh, it's on 50 digital platforms. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com uh, slash podcast. And oh, my TV show. It's uh, tomorrow night at 9 Eastern, Sunday at 2 Eastern. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World? And it is a 30-minute rapid-fire comedy show from the conservative perspective. God bless our Police. God bless our firefighters. Please stop the cycle of violence with young African Americans in inner cities. Remember Ashley Babbitt and above all, 
Don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.